Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the message. We thank you, God, for the journey that you have us each on today. And we pray that you would speak to us today in a powerful way. God, we want to enter into this season with the right perspective. God, we want to keep you in the middle of everything, God. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Well, last week we started talking about the Christmas lifestyle. Somebody say that, the Christmas lifestyle. And we talked about what would that look like if we were able to have the intention behind Christmas throughout the entire year. So not necessarily the food or the Christmas lights, but the, the spirit of Christmas, which I believe when we look at Christmas, the, the theme that goes through everything is the theme of generosity, right? At Christmas time, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus, which God gave the greatest gift to humanity, which is the person of Jesus Christ, which is the salvation that comes through Christ. At Christmas time, we also give gifts to each other, family, friends. We give gifts to those in need. We even have a mascot in the person of Santa Claus. Over and over, we see again the theme emerge of generosity, giving. So what does that look like to have a Christmas lifestyle? Today, as we continue this series, I want to talk about giving God's way. Giving God's way. Because I believe that God wants to bless each and every one of us. God doesn't single any person out and say, well, I'm just going to bless this person. I'm going to bless this person on the third row. That's the person I'm going to bless. But he wants to bless us all. <clears throat> so I want to talk about the blessing of the Lord. Proverbs 10, 22 tells us something about God's blessing. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Now that's really, really key because God wants to bless you in a way that there's no sorrow added to it. He wants to bless you, and with the blessing, with the finance, is going to come no sorrow with it. Um, God wants to bless his children this way. John 10.10, Jesus said, The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and to destroy, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So the devil wants to take things from you. He wants to break things. He wants to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy purpose inside of us, to steal our joy away. So even when the enemy allows somebody in the world to prosper, guess what? There will always be some, something broken, something missing, something stolen, right? And uh, a lot of times we can get so fixated on money and that type of blessing that we don't see what's going on behind the scenes, the broken marriage. We don't see the, 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 the relationship that's broken between parents and children. We just see the money and say, wow, that person must be blessed. But the thing is, the enemy, even when he allows someone to have money, he adds sorrow with it. The Bible says in Proverbs 10.22 that the blessing of the Lord, when God blesses you, when you do it God's way, he will bless you financially and, eat and add no sorrow with it. And that's, that's what I love. That's, that's the type of money I would like to have. Amen? Um, because God says essentially that I want to bless you, but you can still have a great marriage. I want to bless you in your finances and with your relationship with your children. 
God blesses, and God blesses those that are generous, right? Luke 6.38 says, give and you will receive. This is something I really want to dial in on today. Give and you will receive. Just write that down. If you're writing down notes, give and you will receive. How do I receive the blessing of the Lord? Give. It's the Christmas thought process, right? Give and you will receive. How do I get into this kingdom cycle of blessings? Give and you will receive. Give and you will. You will. You will definitely receive. That is the pattern that God has established. There is um, a lot of rich people in the world that are experiencing all kind of brokenness and sorrow and lack in areas. You hear of uh, multimillionaires. You hear of billionaires that are losing their marriage. Rich people that their kids are out of control. Drugs, alcohol, wild living. It's the trick of the enemy. It's the illusion of happiness. Because money doesn't make you happy. Money won't make you fulfilled. Only Jesus can do that. But the blessing of the Lord, when God blesses you, it says he makes you rich and adds no sorrow with it. And that's kind of what I want to tap into is this concept of Christmas lifestyle, understanding generosity, understanding this kingdom cycle that when I give, I will receive. When I give, I will receive. God wants to bless you and you to still have a great marriage. God wants to bless you and you still have an awesome relationship with your kids. Your kids still love you. They still want to come home after they grow up. The blessing that the Lord brings will not add any type of sorrow to your life. But that blessing only comes when we do things God's way. Give and it shall be given. Give and you will receive. God wants to give you something that lasts. That is true wealth and happiness, right? We've heard the expression, money can't buy you love, right? Once you break your marriage, guess what? No amount of money in the world can fix that, right, men? It, once, once, once a woman says no and, and completely turns it off, guess what? Money cannot buy you love. God wants to give us something that is greater than money, right? It's the blessing of the Lord. And the Lord wants to give us true riches. God wants to give us true riches, right? Write that down, true riches. Because I want to dive into that, right? There is something that's more valuable than money. And there is a kingdom currency that far exceeds any earthly monetary instrument. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke 16, 11. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? Think about this for a second. Jesus was saying, so earthly riches is a proven ground for true riches of heaven. So if, if you can't be trusted with worldly wealth, I can't trust you yet with true riches, the riches of heaven. So Jesus shows us that through good stewardship of money and other things, we are getting in position to be trusted with heavenly riches. Worldly wealth is a test. Look at somebody say, worldly wealth is a test. Now you can read the scripture. Maybe you're getting something from it different than I'm getting. But Jesus said, and if you're un untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? So, Worldly wealth is a test. Some people 
can't be trusted with money yet. Right. And so not only can they not be trusted with more money, they also can't be trusted, more importantly, with true, true wealth, true riches. If tithe and offering are too difficult for you, you're probably not ready for the big stuff. Right. Can, can we be can we just be honest? Right. If, if you're still wrapping your head around the fundamentals of tithe and offering, then God is saying, I, I, I can't really bring you to this next level of true riches. True riches come after you have mastered worldly riches. Look back at the parable of the talents. Look back at the parable of the minas. You will see that the person that is trustworthy, God will trust even more. The person that stewards well will be given even more to steward over. It's a kingdom loop. It's a kingdom cycle. Jesus said in those parables, he said, the kingdom of God is like. This is the way the kingdom works. This is how the kingdom principles function. It's a kingdom cycle. It's the Christmas lifestyle. Give and it shall be given to you. Give and you shall receive. And it continues over and over. And we give and receive on higher and higher levels and higher and higher capacities, right? When we give and then we receive, God sees we can handle that level. Then we go up another level. Give on a higher level, receive on a higher level. We can be trusted on that level. We do that a few times, right? We move up another level. Give and it shall be given. Again, the parable of the talents, Matthew 25, 14 through 30. You can go home and read it. Jesus shows us what type of person God will trust. The person who understands godly stewardship. More and more will be entrusted to them. To the contrary, he shows us in the parable, the person that does not know how to steward will not be given much of anything. Sometimes what they have will be removed, right? Is that what the parable says? The one person that sat on their talent, that did not invest, did not go to work in the kingdom uh, economy, said that's taken away from them. God has to know if I put something in your hands, will you use it correctly or will you hide it? Right? That's what the one servant did. He, he hid it. Instead of use it, he hid it. Instead of work with it. Will you be generous with it? Jesus said, if you can't be trusted with money, how can I trust you with true wealth? There are things that God wants to entrust us with that are more precious than simple finances. This is, this is like a kingdom conversation right here, right? God wants to trust you with so much more than simple finances. But when we don't understand how to be givers and how to be generous, we don't understand the Christmas lifestyle yet. Right. So many people, they're coming in on that basic level of Christianity. It's kind of like the basic level of Christi uh, of Christmas. Right. What's under the tree for me? It's focused around me. What's under the tree for me? Some people, they come to Christ and they're still asking what's in it for me. How does God level me up? You know, and and their their experience with God and their experience with Jesus is all centered around me. It's it's moving to a higher level in God when we say it's about what I can give. It's about how I can serve. It's about where I can give of my abilities. Right. And so that's a higher level. It's the level of giving. It's the level of generosity. 
And that's when it really becomes excited, exciting. What do you think is true riches, right? If, if we understand that simple finances are not the ultimate value in life, right? That there are true riches. If it's not money, maybe it's righteousness, peace, and joy. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. If true riches is not money, maybe it's wisdom. James 1, 5 said, If you need wisdom, then ask our, listen to this, how he describes God, our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Our generous God will give you wisdom. There are some of the true, these are some of the true riches of heaven. Jesus said in Matthew 13, 45 through 46, or Matthew 30, 13, 45, he said, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. And when he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. Listen to this. He exchanged earthly riches for heavenly riches. It said he looked, he searched, he was a wise merchant. He looked and he searched for the pearl of great price. When he found the pearl, he sold everything and acquired the pearl. There are true riches that God wants us to get, but we must be ready to exchange what we have currently to get what is even greater. The merchant, the merchant understood what was of the greatest value. When we give as God leads us, we will always receive something of greater value. In the parable, the merchant gave everything he possessed for that which was of greater value. You never lose when you give God's way. You never lose when God is, is, is speaking something in your heart. I'm not saying somebody, and listen, you're, n- you're never going to see this at Hope. You're never going to see somebody get up and, and say, hey, uh, how many people will give this? How many? You're not going to see that at Hope. Why? Because I believe that, that God speaks to our heart. God spe- Paul said, don't, don't, give, um, don't give out of obligation. Don't give because somebody's twisting your arm. But if God is speaking to you and God puts something in your spirit, that is God trying to increase your capacity. That is God beginning to work with you. And um, Solomon, he asked for true wisdom. He asked for true riches, which was wisdom. And he received worldly wealth as a byproduct. Listen to this. Listen to this chain. I would rather us pursue heavenly riches and receive worldly riches as a byproduct than to pursue worldly riches and never attain true riches. So Solomon asked for something that was true riches. He asked for an understanding heart. A lot of times we call it wisdom. He specifically asked, God, give me an understanding heart so I'll be able to rule your people with integrity, in essence. And God saw that he wanted something of true value. And he said, you know what? I'm also going to give you what you didn't ask for. Even the world knows the person with the wisdom is better off than the person with the money. Because the person with the wisdom ends up with the money also. (laughs) Right? And that's what rich people say all the time. They say, take all my money away. In a couple years, I'll be right back at the same place. 
Solomon asked for wisdom and ended up with great wealth. True riches can easily lead you to great wealth, but worldly wealth will never lead you to true riches. And this is the thing that God wants us to understand. This is the thing that Jesus would teach because he wants us to live at a higher capacity. What will you pursue? True riches, that which lasts from this lifetime to the lifetime to come, or will you pursue worldly wealth, that which is temporary? God wants to give us something that lasts. But to receive what God is offering, we must learn to be generous. We must learn to live the Christmas lifestyle. When God blesses us, we must bless others. When we bless others, we ourselves will be blessed again. Give, and you shall receive. Give, and it will be given. Why would we want to cling on to money anyways? Listen, money is a tool. I think the more that you um, study and you hang out with people that know things about money, you realize that money is a tool. Money is not the end result. Think about it for a second. What you want in the end is not money. You want to take a vacation with your family. What you want is, is not money. You want the safety and security of having a, a home for your family, right? You, you want a nice car to drive. Money is not the end. Money is a tool. Money is a tool to get something of greater value, right? Can, can I say it like that? Money is a tool to get something of even greater value. I use money to purchase a home for my family to live in. I, I use money to purchase a car that I can drive. I use money to take my family on a vacation. Money is a tool for me to get something of greater value. I use money to get a better education for my kids. I use money to build the kingdom. I use money to enhance the church. I don't seek after money. Money is a tool. And money will come to someone who stewards it well. When we invest in the kingdom, when we invest in our God-given purpose, when we invest in the family that God has given us, when we tithe, when we give generously, well, money comes to good investors. Isn't that what the parable of the talent was about? There were the two first two servants, and they invested well. And the, the, the master said, I'll entrust you with even more. And the one that sat on it, what happened? It got taken away. More specifically, money comes to kingdom investors. Money comes to kingdom investors. Give and it shall be given to you. Or invest and it shall be returned to you 30, 60, and 100 times. Right? So we're talking about, let's, let's update the vernacular. Give or invest and it shall be returned, your return on investment, your ROI will be 30, 60, and 100 fold. <clears throat> God's market has been around for a long time. Been around longer than the stock market. Been around longer than the real estate market. And the kingdom market is always trending up. It's always a, a bull market. It's never a bear market. It's even better than a bull market. Kingdom investments never go down. They always rise. They always increase in value. So I can take worldly wealth and I can plug it into the kingdom economy and receive true riches. That's the Christmas lifestyle. It's generous and it's abundant. 
God's way causes the righteous to prosper. Give and it shall be given. The devil wants to keep so many of us. He wants to keep all of us, if he could, in a place of poverty. And he gets us there by messing up the way we think. By putting other thoughts in our minds. When we don't give, it keeps us limited. Limited minds, limited finances, limited possibilities. The devil wants to keep us limited. Jesus wants to, John 10, 10, give us life to the full. Give us life more abundantly. Give us an overflowing life. But for that, for us to see these things, we have to see these things from his perspective. A generous perspective. When we give, we accomplish two things. Many things, but two main things I'll point out. One, we see other people blessed and elevated. When I give, I see other people blessed and elevated. Two, we see ourselves blessed and elevated. Isn't it awesome the way that God works and his kingdom works and his cycle works? Give and it shall be given. Give and someone else is elevated and blessed. But at the same time, I understand that I am being elevated and blessed. It's a win-win. When you give, others will be blessed, and you yourself will be blessed. And this is what Paul talks about. When God designs something, it is perfect in nature. When we, when we give, we're able to meet the needs of others, but we're also able to meet our own needs. We're both part of someone else's miracle while inviting God's miracle into our lives. There's a rhythm. There's a rhythm to kingdom living. We don't have to live by the thought process of this world, which is very different. Romans 12, 2 says, don't go back. Don't conform to, to the way of this world, but renew your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we're, we're, we're having different thoughts. We're having kingdom thoughts. We're, we're learning kingdom principles and kingdom strategies to function the way that God wants us to function as his people. We don't have to live with a closed-off, limited-capacity thought process. We can see unlimited possibilities because we serve an unlimited God. We can tap into his unlimited resources when we use kingdom principles. When we give, when we live generous lives, we cannot tap into kingdom resources without kingdom principles. Did you know that? You can't just do what you were doing before or do regular stuff and tap into kingdom resources. To get kingdom resources, you need kingdom principles. Kingdom principles unlock kingdom doors. When we give, when we live generously. So let us be kingdom-minded. Let us be generous. Let us live the Christmas lifestyle. Let's bow our heads. God, I thank you, Lord, how you are doing something so powerful in our lives in this season. God, your heart is to bless your sons and daughters, but you do it your way and your framework that it talks about in Luke is give and it shall be given. 
Jesus, you gave us a kingdom strategy. Give and it shall be given. And when we receive it, it's going to be 30, 60, and 100 fold. God, I know this is a season that is, um, it's a difficult season for some. But God, you want us to start where we are. You're so merciful and you have so much grace that you will start with us and you'll work with us where we are. If we're on the basic level, you'll start with the basic level. If we're intermediate, you'll meet us at that point. If we're advanced, you'll meet us there and help us even excel from that point. Why? Because you are a generous God. Your love is generous. Your resources are generous. And God, you want us to tap into that. God, we want to be what Paul talked about. We want to be the type of people that are blessed so much that we're able to be generous on every occasion. Teach us how to do that. Teach us how to walk in your principles and your truth. God, I thank you for all of the gifts, the many gifts that you've given us. Teach us how to be generous like you. Thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. Maybe there's somebody here that says, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus. I, 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 know, I know that God gave us Jesus, and I know Jesus is, is important in living the lifestyle of faith. I know that we can't do it alone. And you say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus today. I've slipped away. I've drifted away. or I've never really had that relationship with Jesus. If either of those are you, just slip up your hand. I want to pray with you right where you are. There's something about saying yes to Jesus. There's something about reconnecting with Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you raise your hand, I want you to say this prayer with me. And everybody that agrees with this, you can say this prayer too. Jesus, thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for giving me new life. Thank you for forgiving my sins. I accept your free gift of forgiveness. I accept your free gift of a new start. I'm sorry for the times I missed it. I'm sorry for the times I failed and sinned. Help me do better. Help me be just like you. Give me the strength. Give me the guidance. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give God the praise today. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.